How's it going, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the CFC Talk podcast. It's great to be on again with the host, as uh, with the usual host, as always, Atletico nil, Chelsea one, an away win, a very important away win. And I'm going to jump right into some um, superstitions once I'm done introducing both the hosts and then we get their opinions. Um, Alex, welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Yeah, good. Game? Oh, yeah, great to be on and to have a. <laughs> Well, I mean, I did not expect the result, if I'm honest, but at the same time, I didn't expect Atletico. Well, whilst we were good, I thought Atletico were extremely poor, but at the end of the day, what matters is that we just beat the team that are top of Spain at the moment, and we beat them 1 0, and we got the away goal. We stopped them from scoring, and I'm pretty confident. Yes, it's we lost some players in for, for yellow card suspensions, but I'm a little. I'm, reasonably confident of going through to the to to the next stage of the Champions League and our record in I think there's a stat that we've never lost sorry we've never not progressed after winning the first leg away in the yeah. Champions League yeah so yeah. so yeah I'm quite con- and yes it's a different Chelsea team it's not very experienced in these stages but I'm confident I think and I don't see unless I mean we're going to have We've got plenty of depth to cover up for the fact of Jorginho and uh, Mount not being able to play, but I'm more than confident. Atletico in the in the home leg are going to have to absolutely come at us because they got to score, they got to win. So yeah, uh, it's, they're going to come for us. And after the display last night, I, I, yeah, I'm quite confident. Right, so what? But other than that, Olivier Giroud, what a man! What a goal! Absolutely unbelievable. We got a bit lucky. We got a little hint of luck from um, Hermoso, also known as Alex Goldberg, uh, to put the assistant. Uh, but um, by yeah, playing him on side. But what an amazing finish, though! Absolutely amazing finish, and he did it better than Deli Ali did tonight, and he did it in a better competition. So, all good news. Number five. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I'm also disappointed that Mohamed got his predict- his score prediction right again, <laughs> and now that he's yeah, yeah. So uh, if you guys don't know what we're talking about, we're we've actually got this internal competition between um, the CFC Talk team, and at the moment, I think am I leading by five or four points, something like that. And Alex and Amar have both dropped down this weekend after their predictions. Um, but Amar, your prediction of two one, it might have not come. It might have not been the right prediction, but you did predict a win. So how happy are you after that win? And how you've been doing the last few days? Two one is the same as one nil. So we'll take it that I I got the prediction correct. And and I like how you were you were you were trying to. Uh, kind of like be modest about it and trying to ask us whether you are the one on top when you are you are the one who puts the table together. No, so I you was, know. Okay. No, you I was know just, for I, a fact I, that I, I wasn't top. sure. I wasn't <laughs> sure how many points ahead I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, it 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 was a good. I was happy with one. I I I had a feeling we will win. At first, I think um when the week started i was i was kind of like thinking towards a draw 
probably we get a, a good draw we get um probably one <laughs> we'll score one goal or two goals and come back home with an away goal or something but I don't know getting to the getting to the game I, I was very confident and then, I, and then after watching the game uh, um, they had against Levante I noticed that there were there was some small there were some uh, kind of like weaknesses that they had uh, they had they had uh, against Levante Levante defended very very well so I was very confident that if we go out there and defend very I didn't think Georgino will start in my mind I was thinking that Kante will start so if Kante started Kovacic in the middle we would have a solid midfield and a solid defense at the same time. So we'll prevent them from scoring and then we might get a lucky goal or two. But um, I think it went better than um, I expected because for the, like in the first place, I didn't expect us to have that much control that we did in the first half. Even though we're, we're a little uh, um, careless with the ball at times, we were having a lot of misplaced passes when we got to the final third. But I mean... <sighs> I really expected um, um, Atletico Madrid. Granted, that's not their home, but technically, that's the that's the home game for them. So, I I I want I expected them to come out more aggressively. I expected them, even though they are defensive side, I expected them to like go on the go on the offense as well. But they didn't. It's like they were sitting back, waiting for us to do a mistake. And fortunately, we didn't do any mistake. We had one or two issues at the back, but. We, we managed to solve those things and we didn't really give them an opportunity to punish us that much and our game plan worked. So even though I was I was afraid that Jorginho would start instead of Kante and that would worry us, but they didn't they didn't really press us. They didn't really attack that much. So I think it was safe for to play both of them. Even though I don't I don't think they had the best games because I think Jorginho was beaten sometimes in the midfield and some of his passes going forward was poor man very very poor and he didn't need to do any defensive duties because they weren't on us that much but Kovacic also on the other hand also was also had a really poor game but we were able to ride the storm and we did <laughs> we did the job so now we just have to defend like like hell when we get when we play at Stamford Bridge yeah we're gonna see 90 minutes of just Christensen, Silva, and Rudiger, as well as every defender we've got on the team, bring on Gilmore, bring on academy players. <laughs> Waste just some play time. the same way. Sorry, go ahead. Waste time. time. It was <laughs> yeah. it was very fun. Yeah, never mind. We'll get into the, the Atletico's uh, the mead, Spanish media's comments on the game later, but it was quite funny. Yeah, so. I was just going to say. I think we might have to use the Atletico tactic: have six defenders with three holding midfielders. The way they were defending um, throughout the game. <laughs> um, but yeah, a very very good win. And let's get dive straight into it. First half, I did watch the full game. So, and I did watch it on a live stream. So I kind of had to hold back on my reactions. Um, but even before the first half, the lineups. I don't think any of us expected that lineup. I mean, yeah, didn't expect. I thought Kante would come back, maybe, but I think we got almost everything right in the yeah. prediction. I think we did. I think the only thing, the only surprise was um, James instead of Hudson Odoi, but because, but then again, apparently, I mean, James wasn't like I didn't see the game against Southampton, but apparently, James was quite poor, so I guess it was to be expected that Hudson Odoi would come in, and Hudson Odoi played really well. Or, or play, especially first half, looked very bright. And 
put in some decent crosses. There was one, I think, first half that Werner was just about a yard. Again, with Werner, just a, he's always, whenever we put crosses in from him, he just doesn't time it right. But Hassan-Doy played good in the first half, especially. Good, good lineup for sure, though, I think, other than maybe Kante. Mark, in your prediction, you didn't have Giroud um, in there. I'm just having a look at that. Yeah, I predicted, I predicted um, that we'll go with one top, and I, and, I, and I assumed that if we go with a one striker, he would prefer to pick Werner over Giroud. Probably if I went for it, uh, like two strikers up top, I would add Giroud to it because I, didn't, I don't think um, Abraham impressed a lot um, over the weekend, but yeah. So I went with Werner instead of Giroud. And even at some point, I even wanted him to switch because of the way we were wasting time. We were wasting a lot of um, passes in the final third. There were so many passes that were they, they just throwing away, especially when it came to... I don't know whether it was um, Hatton Odoi not reading the... Uh, uh, taking his runs early or the passes that were very poor, but I don't know. I, I, I'll, I'll put it on the passes because I think he was... Anytime he got to the ball, he did very good with it. But I think the passes that came to him was very, very bad. So I was even thinking, I, I think I said on the live stream that if we could probably move Vena up top and then... Because I, I felt like Giroud wasn't getting any service. He wasn't getting any service throughout the whole game. That I think this is, that's one of the things that makes Giroud Giroud. Like the things that make him stand out from other um, um, strikers. Because he makes his chances. He makes his own chances. And that chance that came, somebody might say, like some people might say it's a lucky chance, but it fell to him and he scored because it it, it wasn't meant for him. It wasn't meant for, uh, it wasn't crossed to him. It was crossed, I think it was Mount that got the ball initially and then the defender um, just put it in the path of Giroud. And Giroud thought fast and then made good use of that that chance. So, yeah. I mean, the service was poor. Like the service coming to the main strikers were not really the best. But Giroud came came out on top, and then he gave us the goal—a fantastic goal, I might add. Yeah. Um, all right. Oh, I agree with that. Uh, I think Giroud. Yeah, as you said, he wasn't getting a lot of service, and that's the key, that's the thing with Giroud. Like you, you can't play him unless you've got. I think this is where Giroud was quite. A good player under Lampard because we always had that cross and hope it goes in kind of formula, which which isn't really there with Tuchel because we try to change it around and then use Mount and use Kovacic and other players, um, sometimes driving into the box, sometimes crossing it in, uh, or even taking shots outside the box, which we kind of didn't see with Lampard. So it was nice to see him start Giroud, of course. Um, but before we get into that kind of debate, I wanted to leave it a, for, a bit for the end because we've got this kind of um, article that was written by The Athletic today about Tammy Abraham not wanting to extend his contract. And if Haaland does come in, Giroud could get another year at Chelsea as a third choice striker unless he wants to leave and wants regular football towards at the end of his career. Um Andreas Christensen, a highly underrated player under Tuchel. We, we've seen him perform really well in, in a lot of times. And I think, as as Alex said before the podcast, when he emptied his pockets when he went home, I'm sure Suarez was in there as well, um, Felix as well. Um, what are your thoughts on, on Christensen and, and how he's transformed under Tuchel? Yeah, um, I, would, I wouldn't call it a transformation per se because usually it's a new manager bounce. So kind of like 
everybody wants to impress. But Christensen did very, very well. Saying he has transformed is, for me, might be a bit too much because we haven't really seen him there um, in many games so far. So if he plays there and he does very, very well, like he doesn't do any mistakes like he usually does in the past, then fine, I'll say he has transformed. But for now, he's given us very, very good performances. And probably might come it's it, it's it might all boil down to the fact that there's a new manager and players that weren't um, given the opportunities in the past are now getting the opportunity so they want to impress and stay in the lineup so that also might add up to it but he did very well very very well i mean i didn't expect him to pocket suarez the way he did because man like he didn't he couldn't get past him i don't remember even suarez having any um, definite chance in in the in the game, but he did very well. And next to him, to Rudiger, Aspi, they were also fantastic. The three defenders were very very good. They they executed their job very well. And Mark Christensen, I think probably apart from Giroud, um, maybe Mounts, I think he was also one of our best players um, yesterday. Yeah, I agree with that. I completely agree with that. As as you mentioned, um, Antonio Rudiger and Aspilicueta. I think after the Southampton game, Alex, a lot of us Chelsea fans were kind of frustrated to see how kind Chelsea are and how we we don't re- we don't really come off as an aggressive team and we miss that kind of Diego Costa type player. Um, I'm, I'm sure you you must have seen the incident between Rudiger and, and Suarez. Yeah, it's good. I mean. Not as in, when I say good to see, not like, oh, I don't want him to kind of, I'm not sure why, apparently it was like Suarez scratched his knee or something. And then Rudiger proceeded to point at, uh, put a kind finger onto Suarez's t- tattoo on his neck. So, <laughs> no, uh, it was good to see though, at least. Uh, they they have, um, to, to see some aggression, they... There were a lot. I've not seen us make as many tactical fouls in in a game as much as we did tonight in quite a while. So it was quite nice to kind of beat Atletico at their own game almost for mastering the dark arts of football. It was quite funny as well because um, the Spanish media kind of, uh, I think, I can't remember what paper was, but there were a couple of um, newspaper articles talking about uh, that Chelsea only really won because Atletico couldn't, uh, actually play football because Chelsea were fouling them too much and making too many tactical fouls and they, in a fair game that they wouldn't they uh, wouldn't have won. It was quite <laughs> funny because because uh, we're playing Atletico Madrid. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was absolutely, it was hilarious to see that and yeah we we did a lot like we we did a, made a lot of tactical fouls in this game picked up a couple of yellow cards in the process at least but Atletico were also. Dirty at it, they they would also go down extremely easy, but it doesn't really matter anymore. We came out on top, and I mean, we just honestly, got. Is there anything wrong with fouling a team too much? Um, you could say it's unsportsmanlike, I guess. But Pep, Pep's teams get kind of that, or they didn't get it much this season. But in previous seasons, they've it's become quite a talking point of um, how uh, Pep's teams kind of just. They they overfoul to stop counterattacks, and that's kind of what we did tonight. But I don't I don't see anything wrong with that, and and it might be considered unsportsmanlike. But that's why there are yellow and red cards. I mean, 
if the foul was if there were any dangerous fouls or if we were trying to injure any players i'm sure the referee would have taken that take uh, take uh took an action and given us a red card um yeah and honestly i think the referee was right in giving mason mount the yellow that he deserved that he got and what who was the other one i think was it Jorginho? yeah yeah so yeah both of them i think i'm not going to sit here and say they weren't yellow cards but i'm not going to sit here and say it was kind of wrong for chelsea to go out there and, and try and foul because i think if it was a dangerous foul i'm sure the referee would have take, taken action yeah exactly i think i think the the media yeah i think they're just they're just better because two things one we beat atletico madrid at their own game it's something that they do a lot it's not the first time we've played them we've played them before and they are they 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 foul a lot and they foul not even tactically like what we did they foul and get cuts so they 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 are worse than what we did yesterday and then i think the secondly to probably you see there are a lot of um pandas that were making comments like what um joe cole did uh, made yesterday i think joe cole said that um if this was the 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 best um team spain has to offer offer then then there's a there's a problem with the La Liga side or something like that, because they they made Chelsea control the game, and this, and they are supposed to be the best team in La Liga currently. So, I think that also <laughs> um, 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 struck a nerve with some of the um, the Spanish media outlets, and they just wanted to justify the fact that the the reason why they lost. But man, you just lost. It's a ninety minutes game. Everybody watched it. You lost, and that's that. Yeah, I think. I was I was talking to May on the, about this on the on the live stream and how we kept saying um, we keep we keep calling the French league the farmers league because of the difference in the first and second place, but it's kind of weird how every league in Europe almost has a point difference of one to ten one to five points, and the Premier League is the only league where the difference is more than five points. Um, yeah, with. I think Man City still having a game in hand, or have they played their game in hand? I think they've no. played their game in hand. No. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I think, I think. Honestly, it was a very unexpected result, and and that's what surprised most of us. I think with Tuchel, we kind of thought we could get away with a draw, maybe one-one at max. A win was almost like a in a win would have been considered, and I'm I'm sure this would be one of the best games Chelsea's played this other season one of Chelsea's best performances um, this season. So I think all of us are, Chelsea fans are in, are excited about this and Atletico and, and football fans are saying it's going to be, a, it's it's a lucky thing. Um, and, and I'm sure Arsenal and Man United fans will jump on this because they play in the Europa League. So any, any kind of chance they get to um, talk bad about Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you see that when when people say it's a lucky win, I I don't think they are far off when they say that we 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 played very well, we dominated the game, but without Giroud's goals, it's, it was a, a a nil nil draw, and that's why players like Giroud are very very important when it comes to um, uh, striking and all that because they make their own chances. So if you have players that make their own chances, even though the you are not able to get clear chances to score. They they come up with these kind of moments of brilliance and still get the win for us. So when they say when some of them say that um, we are lucky, I wouldn't really blame them because 
for me, I was also very happy when Giroud's goal went in because we were trying everything possible. We were not, we were not um, even getting. I think we only had one. I think it was Werner that had a shot on target. I think apart from that, I don't remember any other shot on target apart from that. And then so, and then Giroud's goal came in. So we are grateful for the goal. We are, we are happy the, for the fact that Giroud plays for us and not for Atletico Madrid, and he did that for us. So we'll take it all day. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely, we take. We, I mean, I did not expect us to win. If I'm honest, I did after the Southampton game, but Atletico went into this game with cold feet. Essentially, they just did nothing. They really, they, they had a couple of chances first half when we looked very nervous, but they just didn't really show up. They didn't. Re- they pressed us a lot at the start of the game, but then they, they kind of just they lost their edge in the second half, and yeah, they just didn't really do anything. So we have to be cautious that, I mean, they probably won't be, I'd be very surprised if it's like that in the second leg, they're probably going to come after us because they've got nothing to lose at the end of the day and it's Atletico Madrid. All they need to do is, they have to score two to go through at least. So, yeah, as long as we score one, the tie is pretty much um, gone. Oh, no, and yeah, it, at Stamford Bridge, if we score one, they have to score two still. To be fair, yeah. But, um, but no, yeah, but if, if they do score, if they do score two, then they go through. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But so it basically, our first, even if we score one goal, it doesn't really make a difference. Thus, we have to score at least two in at Stamford Bridge for it to actually make it the kill the tie, really. Because yeah. if we if we score one, then it'll be two 0 on aggregate. But they still have, to, and if they score two goals from that, they still go through. So two nil or two one doesn't really make a difference to us. But if say if we go two nil up at Stamford Bridge, then the tie is pretty much. I mean, the tie is done pretty much. They'd have to score. They have to win three two if that happens. So yeah, we got we still got to show up for sure. We can't, I mean, but yeah, it's. Tricky one. As long as basically, yeah. As long as we, I think it's <laughs> sorry. As long as we don't lose, sorry. As long as we don't lose, then we go through. I, I think is drafting up a probability. I'm so sorry. I know <laughs> I my think, brain is. I think the main thing we should do is focus on not letting them score. That's the yeah, think, yeah. Yes, that's the thing. We should just focus on not so, letting them score. Kovacic, Kante, Jorginho, and Mount all together. Three six. Uh, we do a three six one or something like this. <laughs> yeah, but any uh, mountain mountain Jorginho can't play, so I think oh, we yeah, already know the midfield. Yeah, so I think mm-hmm. we already know the midfield against uh, the next in the next leg. It'll have to be Kovacic, Kantin, Kai Havertz, unless Gilmore does get his chance, which I doubt it will be against um, a team like Atletico. But transitioning into kind of a controversial subject we've seen i'm not sure if you guys are up to date with what's happening on twitter um recently with the news coming out that tammy abraham does not want to renew his contract at chelsea as things stand because they're interested in signing Haaland, which would make him the third choice striker and he's only if i'm not wrong 22 yeah um no yeah 22 <laughs> so so Sorry, guys <laughs> i thought i thought he was laughing at me getting his age wrong I'm not that mean I generally was confident but I was on a different tab I'm sorry go on I'm, 
Amor's making Amor's uh, making a self conscious before the podcast, and Alex is laughing <laughs> on the podcast. <laughs> he he, no. he he's 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 twenty three. I just checked it twenty three. Oh yes, okay, okay. Um, so he's he's twenty. I mean, he's he's got a bright career ahead. So, Amor, would you let would you let him go if that means Harlan comes in and Giroud maybe extends his contract for a year? <laughs> I mean, um. I understand him if he doesn't want to stay. I I definitely understand him because I feel like he has so much potential. He he has that kind of potential to be leading the side. He has to be the main striker. And I I think we all applauded the fact that he was still he 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 still gave us one hundred percent even though we brought in Verna, which means that will push him to the second spot and then push Giroud to the third spot. But he still he still came out on top when it came to that sort of competition. I think him and Giroud came out on top and Werner kind of like faded back and now they are going to, they are going to bring Haaland again. That for me if I'm in his shoes I'll be I'll be I'll be thinking about my career because this is a team where last season I scored 16 goals for the team. So I'm expecting that probably if I don't even get the number 1 spot I'll get at least I'll share that spotlight with whoever comes in. But now the person that came in isn't doing well. Instead of, like, like let's say, putting me in that spotlight, you're bringing somebody else going to replace that person that wasn't doing well. And then that will push me down a peg to number three. So for me, I understand him when he says that he, he, he doesn't want to stand in you. It will be, be a shame to see him go, but I don't really see him playing regularly if Haaland comes in. Um, because Verna will also be there, and the team wants to make um, the team wants to enjoy the benefits of their investments in Verna. They've I don't really think they've seen any any enjoyments yet, so they want to see that as well, and they want to see Haaland. And usually, when it comes to these things, it becomes like the the academy players are sacrificed because they weren't they weren't bought in. They weren't the money wasn't spent on them, so usually they are seen as like secondary, whilst the 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 most expensive players that were brought in they are seen as priority so i think he has a point if he wants to leave i think he has a point but i wouldn't blame him like a lot of people are saying that his performances have been bad and that too cool and all that i wouldn't blame him that much because as we as we've seen in regular in, in recent games usually that the front man doesn't really get um um enough service especially when two came on he the front man haven't really had the best of games. Giroud starting up top, he hasn't really had the best of games. I think prior to yesterday, and then the the I think the Burnley game that he scored was it the Burnley game? No, the game that he the the one that he scored before the Southampton game. I forgot the Newcastle game. That one. So I don't know. I, I'll not blame them. I'll not blame them for. I'll not blame Tommy for the poor performances. I rather blame the system. The system really. The system. He really isn't fit for the system that we are playing right now, and it's it making him look like <clears throat> he's the one. He's the bad one, or he's the bad nut. So, I mean, I, like I said, I understand it. He'll be missed, but also the fact that if Haaland comes in, that we we all know that he's not going to be getting regular. He's not going to be number one when Haaland comes in. When Haaland comes in, he's Haaland is going to be number one. So, if he if he decides to go, we wish him all the best to support him wherever he goes to. Um, Alex, I think Amart mentioned something about the 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 system that we play, and I hope I do hope that 
Tuchel is our manager next season if he, if he is then we, we might see kind of two strikers play at the same time meaning Chelsea will still need to have that third striker just in case someone's injured or we need to rotate um do you see if Tammy does end up staying Giroud leaves and we've, we still end up signing Haaland do you still see Tammy getting the chance that he deserves in him fighting for his spot on that team or is it going to be a regular start for Werner and Haaland. Well, it's a tough one. I, it really depends on whether we're going to go, we're going to change to a back four or stick with a back five. I would like to think we're going to go back to a back four eventually because I don't really want to see Alonso playing much more football for Chelsea and Ben Chilwell's kind of been cast aside in the past couple of weeks. So, yeah, definitely want to see uh, us go back to a back four. And if we do, then that reduces the chance of playing with two strikers at least. And in that case, I don't see, no, I don't, if I'm honest, I'll be quite unhappy if we do um, sell Giroud and not Tammy, if I'm honest. Or not sell Giroud, release Giroud, or let Giroud go, not from, not from a contract. I would be Even quite unhappy. Even after that bicycle kick? No, that's exactly, that's what I meant. I said I'm really, I'd be really upset with it if we did let him go and kept Tammy, because... Yeah, at the end of the day, Tammy's still going to be second choice. And, like, Tammy's not bad. I think we all rate Tammy to some extent. His record is extremely good over the past two seasons. But he's just not going to be number one over Haaland if he comes. So he's, he's, Sorry to interrupt, but I think he's Chelsea's top scorer. He was top scorer last season and he's top scorer yeah. right now. Yeah. Right, yeah. Right, right now, though, it's like, I mean, he's scored a lot of goals against championship teams. In the FA Cup, so I. But his record is still good. It per minutes wise as well, it's extremely good. And if we do go back to a back four, then we're going to be seeing less of this two, kind of Werner and Giroud playing or Werner and Haaland playing, uh, unless he does stick with a back five, which I hope he doesn't, because it's quite clear Chilwell isn't favoured there. So I see the second striker, whoever it is, playing even less. So Tammy's minutes will probably go down even more. So if he did stay. So, yeah, it's... Uh, I would be happy with Tammy as the second striker. That would be fine. I'm not saying he's not good enough for Chelsea. He's definitely good enough, especially as a second choice if we'd got Haaland in. But at the same time, if Giroud ends up being, say, second top scorer in the Champions League this year, I don't know if anyone would be able to say it to look... I don't think, say... We could say with a straight face that oh we kept Tammy and we got rid of the second top scorer in the Champions League in 2020 2021. It just doesn't make any sense. But yeah, and I'd like Giroud to stay if I'm honest for the experience and for the fact that he has the. I mean, yes, he has performances where he's quite useless sometimes. He's had plenty of plenty of them in the past couple of weeks, especially, but. For nights like this, for like nights like last night, I think he's. We really do. We really could use him, is even as a third choice striker. He still proves his worth against top teams as well. That's one issue I've had with Tammy. He's great, but he's not. I mean, and he's got a couple of got the odd goal against like Liverpool and Bayern Munich, but I've not seen him play really well against an elite team yet. But. There's still time for that to change for sure. There's so many big games coming up, and I'm very sure that Tammy will get a chance to prove us wrong to 
especially after seeing how Giroud affected the game. Not going to say no to a world-class striker in Haaland and, and pick Tammy Abraham, um, even though we do rate him quite well. And I think he might not be the best choice striker for Chelsea. And as as both of you said, third choice being third choice at the age of 22, 23 is not the best feeling ever. And when you know you've got another five to seven years where you can play at the top level, um, at least as a first choice player. And looking at it from a business perspective as well, um, I'm sure we can sell him for quite a bit of money. And and I think we've we're already hearing news that Roman Abramovich is ready to spend another three hundred million if it's if if he needs to to win the Premier League next season with Tuchel. So um, it will be interesting to see how far Chelsea go with Haaland and how much they're ready to pay for someone like Haaland. Um, but that's a debate for another day. That would be expensive. Like I, I wanted to ask also that is it like. We are we are we are saying all this in, like with the assumption that we will get Haaland. But what if we don't get Haaland? Then, then what happens to Tammy? Does he stay? Does he leave? That's the thing. Be because honest, right now that he's he's already he's already refusing to um, sign a new contract. Then probably he kind of knows that um, Chelsea are very serious about Haaland. So he the possibility of us getting Haaland is high, and he might be given the boots, but. If we don't get him, what happens? I think Lukaku, the mate. No, uh, sorry, go on, go on. I was just gonna say at the moment, I think Tammy's kind of just concerned about his own future, and if Chelsea don't sign Haaland, I'm I'm sure she, um, Tammy will be ready to sign a contract with Chelsea and extend his stay here. And I think this this is where. It, we don't. We we're not yet sure of how far Chelsea can go with Haaland, because there are reports of Real Madrid targeting him. There is reports of Man City targeting him, and and if a team like Man City do end up winning the Premier League, go far in the Champions League, and and that could mean serious competition. Even if we put if even if we put match the price that they put up for him, so it will be interesting. So I don't. I don't We've seen we've seen that we we we're, we're able to sign a lot of German players through agent Rudiger, but we haven't got anyone for Haaland. So, I think if if Haaland doesn't come to Chelsea, then then we're gonna have to give Tammy Abraham a new contract, and Giroud might even get one as well, or Chelsea might have to look for alternatives. It will be very interesting come uh, this coming summer, and and the fact that Roman Abramovich has said he's got another three hundred million, he's ready to spend, so we'll probably be expecting some more defenders to come in, midfielders players going out as well so yeah it will be very interesting the whole summer window again yeah um <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry anything else you guys want to add on to the transfer news or the athletic game before we move on to another big game man united i'll say is i'll be really shocked if we if, if say we don't get holland and then we just don't get anyone don't go for lukaku i'd be quite surprised will lukaku be willing to come back to the premier league yeah i don't know he seems pretty happy in inter yeah but yeah yeah, it's like it's very, very happy. at the end of the day, money talks, and I do think that I do want us to buy another striker. What is it with Chelsea and strikers? To be honest, I just want to throw this question out: What is it with Chelsea yeah. and strikers? Murata and now Werner's kind of going that way. You know, it almost I mean, seems like after Drogba, we've never been able to replace 
that position. Yeah, I think after Costa. Yeah, after Costa. Costa. Because Costa, we, had, yeah, sorry, we, had, Costa. we had Costa there. We had Costa there who was doing. I think with Chelsea, we need that kind of um, um, physical um, striker. I think like how Drogba was, like how Costa was, like they put fear into the um, into the eyes of defenders. We don't need like quote unquote like pretty boys yeah. who be at. Uh, Will be striking like like I don't know, they 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 seem too fashionable for me. That like, you don't seem <laughs> it don't seem like they've gone through um, any sort of um, difficulties to get to where they have gone into. It's like everything was handed to them on a platter or something like that. Like they're kind of um, um, sports sports guys. And I'm not saying that the, the players that we've had are sports, but it's like you 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 kind of see them. Like I've I've not really played. Um, football I've, i mean i suck i suck at football so i i usually watch and i usually um i prefer following the tactical aspect but usually when you're playing ball during school and stuff like that you know there are people who come in fully dressed like from head to toe they have the gear everything and then they <laughs> we, had, we, we had we had friends like that like they come with all the gear they can play a little bit but like they are not quite there yet they, they they look like professional players but they are not and then you have players that just come in with an old um uh, uh like some old foots or some old boots and then just like some um 2006 brazil jersey they come in and then they they play like they like <laughs> like like god gave them the ball when they were when they were given bed to like they 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 they, they, were, they were born to be footballers and they were the, they they don't look like footballers but they are playing like footballers so i think probably is a is a is a bad comparison but like that's how i see it i see like Drogba and um and uh, costa as like hard kind of um, um, um players like they see them as hard players they are players that can put um fear in the eyes of defenders and i see vena morata I think Torres to an to an extent, but Torres was kind of like borderline. He was in between, but Morata and Werner, especially, like I see them as kind of like pretty boys, those kind of players where they have everything. They have everything handed on to them. They they are they are just supposed to play. But Werner Werner has the potential. Werner has a, a very very good potential to be one of those players. But he needs to he needs to toughen up a toughen up a bit. He needs to toughen up. Like he needs to be pushing defenders more, and he goes down too easily and. Man, we just need someone to replace to that person. Like we need somebody like Costa. We need somebody like Costa. We need somebody like Drogba. But we haven't had them yet. Lukaku could have been that kind of player for us, but I think that time he was very young too, and and probably Mourinho didn't give him enough um, time to even prove himself. I think after he after he missed that chance against um, I think Bayern Munich in the Super Cup. I think that was it for him. So he didn't really get any chance to prove himself. And he went on to prove himself in other places. So probably if he comes back, we might have that kind of player again. I, 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 I even see Haaland as a Werner kind of striker. Even Haaland, I see him as a Werner kind of striker. But because of his physique, because of his physique, he, he, he's able to shrug off, like, shrug off defenders easily. So with that, he's strong as well and he's able to command a lot of fear also when it's going when it's moving so i think that's better i hope what i've said makes sense i don't think it even makes sense but I hope it does it sense. does 
I'd also like to add that we also need players that or forward players who are efficient. I think even Timo Werner is he had great record in Germany, but he also required a lot of chances to put away those goals. We need someone who's yeah. very efficient in front of goal, who doesn't, who is just an outright finisher. Who, yes, is a yes, is has that strong mentality and is a strong person. But the most, like for me at least, the most important thing is to get someone who who is just clinical. That's the the one thing we miss so much. Is just the fact yeah, that. Exactly. We have some. We don't. I mean, even Timo. Yes, he had insane, he had an insane goal record in Germany. I've just repeated myself. Sorry, <laughs> but yeah, the even him and Ziyech too. They're just not very efficient players. Then they 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 need multiple chances or multiple times to do what they want to do. But we need someone in that team who just needs one chance, or or is just extremely an efficient striker who when given chances will guarantee get you guaranteed goals and Holland is definitely one of those kind of players i think i mean his rec- uh, yes the record is great but he also it just i need to look into a bit m- into it a bit more i think but yeah just someone who's efficient someone who doesn't need a million chances to score someone who just is extremely clinical that's what we need that's what our attack is missing at the moment our attack is a bit of everything it's got Giroud for physicality. We've got so much pace. We have so much creativity, but we just don't have like t- enough world-class finishing ability in the team at the moment. And it's yeah. weird because I thought Timo Werner would bring that, but his poor, his bad confidence, and I guess I think it's quite become quite apparent that he's not a very efficient player. Having someone like that who is a has a killer instinct, and that's part of it is mentally for sure, is something that we extremely it, we that's. A huge thing that Didier Drogba had, that Costa had, that so many of our strikers have had that have been successful, and it's what we're missing at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree with the point that you made when you said that like they need multiple um, chances to be able to score one or to be able to um, do something good with at least one of them. Then the EPL, the Premier League won't give you multiple chances like how the other leagues do, like 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 you said. So yeah, I think. Haaland fits in that description very, very well because I've watched games where he has zero chances in the in, in like in like 90% of the of the game and then just one chance that he gets, he buries it. And I think that is what we've been lacking um, as a striker. Uh, in, uh, like after Droga and Costa, that's what we've been lacking. And the, the, the Premier League isn't really that forgiving. Like they wouldn't give you that space to... Um, experiments. You have to take your chances as it's come. Like our attack is, sta- I'm not gonna. I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but our attack is absolutely stacked. But that's just the one kind of characteristic, the one thing that we need that we don't have. That we don't have. Yeah. And once we get it, I I'll honestly believe our attack will be unbelievable once we get it. Because the amount of creativity we have in our wingers and attacking midfielders, and even the variety of play like Giroud and Tammy. It's ridiculous. It's it's obscene, almost like. But that's all. That's what we need. That's all we need. Essentially, we're like a Man City without an Aguero or De Bruyne at the moment. But one and, thing I want to point yeah. out. Sorry for the interruption again. But one thing I want to say is: is it is that because? And I'm I'm not trying to go after our defense, but I'm saying: is it because when we when our strikers train, they train against players like Christensen, Rudiger? We've we've kind of seen them not be very aggressive in games, 
So I would say they would not be as aggressive in training as well. So is that a problem? Do are we like basically training them with players with defenders who aren't aggressive and they're just used to getting easy goals and trainings and they're playing they're doing well in training and then as soon as they come on the pitch and they play against aggressive defenders they kind of struggle and they find they lack that creativity or the aggressiveness to try and um shoot on the spot and and create chances yeah i think that's that's a that's a very very great point because i i've seen interviews of droba and and those guys like saying that when they are playing when they are in training they play as if they are they are they are playing like a real game because terry gives players players often say that john terry gives 100 percent when he's playing he plays as if he's, he's playing um 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 an opposite an, an op- opposing uh player from a different team so it, it kind of like it hardens them up during, um uh from right from training so when they are playing they are able to um, um execute it very very well but i think like what you said pr- probably are not getting enough um opposition when they are playing in the uh, in training they are not really getting that kind of toughness they're not really getting that kind of hardness from the defenders that we have and i think that's a that's a very great but i've not thought of it like that but i think that's it because some of them haven't really trained against the we have i think we have tiago silva now but i don't see tiago silva given 100 percent at training because if he if he gets injured then that's it so i don't think at his, at his age now probably when he was younger because i've also had um i've also seen um, interviews of players that he has played with that they say they, he's aggressive in training as well but as he's growing I don't think you give that um, level of um, training the same with Kante Kante too was also very hard uh, has, has also been very hard in training but he's also growing so I think as they grow they they reduce that kind of level in training so I think the point you're making is very very important probably that is it yeah uh, I think I think that that's 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 one of the key areas I would think that would be um, that could we, we could work on um, and that could maybe change next season if we buy a few defenders. I think Marquinhos, Marquinhos is on the list and a few others. Um, but yeah, I think that's, that's, a, that's a good review of Atletico and a bit of a transfer news discussion as this news broke out right after this game. Um, Right after the Atletico game, so one nil against Atletico, and the second leg, if I'm not wrong, will be played at Stamford Bridge on the twelfth of March. Sounds about right. Nothing to check this, so I'm not sure if it's that's correct. It's the seventeenth of March. Okay. Um, yeah, four very difficult games in between them. Yeah, for sure. And that would start with Man United on Sunday night. Oof. Last time we met, I think it was a draw. Frank Lampard versus Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I think they were 13th in the table at that time. They're second now. We can close the gap. This is where we play teams in the top half of the Premier League. And if we do win most of these games, I would say top four should be should be confirmed. Um, but Amart, your thoughts on Man United and the way they've been playing in recent times with two wins of their last five games in the Premier League and three draws yeah the talisman has been bruno like bruno is the one i i i you see sometimes when you look at the other teams there are certain players that you really can't stand i think bruno is that kind of player for me when it comes to my united but i can't 
deny the fact that he has been fantastic for them since he came on. He has saved um, Social's job on many, many occasions. And yeah, I think he's the he's the main threat that we have to be we have to be um, focused on. I, I don't see are we are we going you're playing at home, right? Yeah. At Stanford Bridge. Yeah. Yeah. So probably that might make it a little easier, but I think in the past we've lost at Stanford Bridge to them as well. So that that might not be a factor that much. But I think we need to probably if you play the three, like the the formation that we've been playing nowadays, um we we can at least get something from we can beat them. I'm confident that we can beat them, but with the form that they are in, it's very difficult to be saying that like this is how it's going to turn out or this is how it's going to turn out. But uh, it will be a difficult one because even under Frank Lampard, we, they couldn't get past us. I, granted, they weren't they weren't the same team that they are now. They weren't performing at the same level that they are performing now. But we were still able to stop them. They were they were on a good run before they faced us, and we we're still able to stop them. So. I hope we can do it again under Tuchel. It will be it will be an interesting matchup. But I hope we can do it again. Have they met before? Have has Tuchel and um, Social met before? Um, I think they met. I think they yeah, met PSG. I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't it. remember where, but they. I'm not sure actually because um, it was 2018, the start of 2018. Uh, yeah. Where they where Man United played PSG? Well, actually, no, they played them twice. Man United have played PSG yeah, quite a bit over the past couple of years. So. I, I think there was there was there was one game that they beat PSG and Neymar Neymar couldn't play and he was he was shocked that they lost. I've forgotten the game it was, but I don't remember whether it was Tuchel that was managing them or not. Yeah, uh, it was. Yes, it, it Tuchel has played against has managed against Man United before. Okay. Because remember, um, PSG were in Man United's group uh, in this year's Champions League, and Tuchel was managing them, so he's already played against Man United this season under PSG. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. yeah, that's true. And I think they won. Uh, I think I think PSG won. Actually, I'm not sure because Man United finished third. <laughs> um, but <laughs> but uh, PSG, I think they finished first in the yeah, well, in their group. Yes, they did. Yeah, they did. I think United beat them at their home first. I think they beat them. I think one dollar. So I, I so because at the point at the point they were leading. They were leading their table. Man United were leading their yes, table. Yes, yes. So Man United, they won away at PSG, but then PSG beat them uh, away as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you guys want to dive into the team prediction? Yeah, sure. Oh, man, this is big, though. We haven't beaten Man United. Um, we beat them in the FA Cup last year, but we have not beaten them in the league for, I think... A while now. It must be five or six, maybe seven league games against them. Really? I think so. I think the last time we, I think we beat them under Conte, didn't we? We beat them under yeah, Conte. We beat them in the cup final against. Uh, yeah, we beat them in sixteen seventeen. So I think maybe the last was time the we beat. Yeah, I think maybe the last time we beaten them was the four 0 I think. I I I I love. Yeah, I, 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 yeah at the end. Sorry. Uh, but at the end of that game, uh, the camera just panned to um, Jose Mourinho and, and Conte, and I, I did a bit of rip leading and a lip reading, not rip leading. Um, <laughs> and I heard Mourinho say, "You shouldn't be celebrating like that after four 0 
Yeah. Ah, okay. so the last time we beat Man United was Morata's header um, the one in the nil. league. The 1 0 at Stamford Bridge. Morata's amazing header oh, in yeah, 2017. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, um, it was 2017. So it's been, th- it's been one, two, three, four, five, six, six Premier League games against them without a win. So I think this time is, uh, I mean, it's going to be tough because United are, I mean, their form isn't the worst. They've had some, I think they won their last game against, um, yeah, Man United are actually unbeaten. But, oh yeah, I forgot, I can't believe we haven't mentioned this. Man United have one of the longest away win records in uh, Premier League history at the moment. It's, I think it's fifth, the fifth longest away win re- uh, win streak or unbeaten run. I think it's probably unbeaten run. But, yeah, that's because I, I mean they've drawn their last five yeah. games, so I'm guessing it's just unbeaten. Yeah, yeah, it's unbeaten. They've they've they haven't lost in nineteen and uh, away games, so I think time to it's time to do it this time. I mean, I'm looking at their away results right now. The last three away results were draws. Yeah. So Le- yeah. Well, yeah, Fulham they did they won, but then. Um, Man United, sorry, against Arsenal, they drew 0-0. Against Everton, they drew 3-3. Then West Brom, they drew 1-1 all the way. So that's a good omen, at least. But we're going to need the guys to be playing well and really want us to win this one because, yeah, just absolutely hate it when Man United have gotten away with so many jammy results and decisions, especially, against us over the past year or two. And, yeah, can't can't be having them getting even further away from us in the table. If we win, we go three <coughs> points. <coughs> yeah. Quite <laughs> yeah. If we win, we only go, <laughs> we go three points. We're only three points um, away from them. So be really important to get the win. Um, okay. Team selections before we run out of time and this podcast ends up being the longest one we've got. Actually guys, um, forgot to mention at the start of the podcast, 50th episode. Oh. If I've got the numbering correct. <laughs> so, so we could be celebrating this one, the next one, and then the one after it, depending. Yeah, on every, the every single one <laughs> is the fiftieth. Well, technically, this is the fifth. Technically, this is the fifty um, fifty second video, but it's. I think it's the fifty fiftieth episode because um, I think the one that there's been a there was the one with Paul Cannaval, and yep. which was Cancer's one. So this, and then there's. Maybe one more. There's where... one. There's one with Amea, which I did at the start of this, and yeah, that was so, an odd time, so, so you weren't able. Yeah. yeah, both of you weren't able to join that one. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah. So forty-eight. But the last episode was. Sorry, go. The ahead. last episode was forty-eight. Was it? I mean, the last episode was forty-eight, right? Oh okay. no, the last episode forty-nine. Yeah, forty-nine, according to her. Okay, so I'm taking fifth, from the let's, let, let's just celebrate every episode for the next five episodes is fiftieth. And we sure we'll get one of them right at least. No, <laughs> I worked hard on the numbering. I, I made sure I counted all the way from zero to forty nine this time instead of skipping a few numbers. Mm-hmm. Um No, uh, yeah, I mean it's it's still a good I mean whether it's this one or the next one, uh I think fifty Yeah, uh, it's still a good one. It's a good achievement. Yeah, yeah, okay. The last one, the last one was forty nine, so this one is fiftieth. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's See, I can count. <laughs> it's like I think the the Google Podcast hasn't updated the forty ninth episode, so I'm seeing the forty eighth one on Google, 
and I'm seeing the 49th one on uh, YouTube. So you're correct. Okay. Um, hopefully I am. Well, I mean, if this is the 50th, if this is not the 50th, we'll probably end up reaching it within the next few episodes. Um, oh, it is. It is. This is the 50th. It is. Okay. It is. Okay. So. <laughs> Right, let's jo- let's get into it. Let's get into our yeah. lineup. Mendy and goal, guys. Do we of want to give Kepa a chance? No. <laughs> nah, maybe not. Although De Gea, maybe he'll see De Gea at the other end and be like, "Cool, gotta play well this game." But in all fairness, the, yeah, we can't you can't drop Mendy. Yeah. Most clean sheets of any keeper in the Champions League until the Man City game finishes <laughs> in about twenty minutes' time. They're winning 2-0, so Edison's going to get another one. But Edison and uh, Mendy are joint for Champions League clean sheets at five each. So, but yeah, we can't drop Mendy. He wasn't that great against Atletico. Shaky moments. It's incredible to see how we've only conceded two goals in is it seven games eight. now in the Champions League. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And to be fair, a record under Tuchel in general, we've only... Um, uh, Minamino scored against Tuchel in terms of an uh, in in terms of opposition players only Minamino scored so let's let's continue that <laughs> yeah okay um, defense do we think Thiago Silva will be back I'm hoping it will be yeah I think um, that will depend on uh, Amart uh, go on <laughs> no I'm just saying that that, that might depend on Tuchel's uh, press conference I think we have to wait and see whether I don't know but wouldn't my United be too early for him, or I don't know if he defends. If if he if he um, trains during this week, I think fine. But with the way Christensen and Rudiger and Aspi have been have been um, performing, we haven't really missed him that well so, that much. So if um, um, playing playing for playing against United might be. Uh, a bit of a rush. I think he needs to be rested a bit so he can come in for Liverpool instead. Mm. I'm a little bit apprehensive of playing Christensen against Man United, even though he's been amazing. Even though he's amazing, he's been amazing. Christensen, you can't have Christensen perform two games in a row. Come on, that's that's a crime. Well, no, nah, nah, to be fair to the guy, he's been fantastic <laughs> no, yeah, in, yeah. in all the games in the Tuchel, but. Every single time the man plays against Man United, he always will always have that. It's 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 like it's yeah. He just has that. Uh, he'll get hurt or injured. He'll go down. He'll leave the team, and it's just it's just a feature of Man United. They're just a very physical team sometimes, and yeah, I'm just I'll be skeptical. And if Christensen can start against Man United and play like he did against Atletico. But honestly, I'll be part of the AC Hive. I'll be part of the Christensen uh, propaganda now because if he I'll can do it against Man United... Uh, yep, I'll change my... If, if Christensen starts against Man United and keeps a clean sheet, I will change my profile to Christensen because right. he's... Because, yeah, he's... If he can play that, that again, like he did against Atletico, against Man United... I'm sold, and I think it's it's. This is the new Christensen. This isn't just purple patch Christensen because it's the up. ultimate test. Keep that up until we can see the goal under Christian. Where's Christensen in the defense? Sure, <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Okay, um, so I guess we're we're going with Silva, Aspi, and Rudiger then at the back. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would do Silva, but it's it all depends yeah. on whether he's whether he's fit or not. But but 
we, we don't have to be too nervous if Christensen is in instead. Yeah, I want I want to see I want to see um, Alexis' account become a Christensen fan account. So <laughs> I want to see Christensen play. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it if he keeps clean sheet against United. In fact, yeah, until he stops keeping clean sheets, I'll do it. If he does it, <laughs> if he does it from tomorrow. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fullbacks, are we going with James and Chilwell or do we want to see Alonso and Callum at centre again? Chilwell. I'll, I'll go with Chilwell and James. I, uh, I don't know. I, 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 I don't feel comfortable when I see Alonso playing. I think he's, he's gone on, he's been playing too much and I don't see him having any kind of um, excellent performances. I still think he, he keeps on playing because he, he's taller than Chris, um, Chilwell. And yeah, probably better as a left wing back as well. But I, I, want, to see, I want to see Chilwell back because I think he's better than Alonso. And uh, like Alex said in the beginning, he's been sidelined since um, Tuchel came on. So we need to, we need to start using him at, at, at some point. Mm. Alonso has pretty much played every... He's played every single game under Tuchel. I think he has. He started every single one. In the league and Champions League, at least. I'm not sure if that's true, because I remember Chilwell starting one of them. Oh, yes, you're he right. Might, he might have... Had, yeah, he, he, if you're saying he's had an appearance in every game, that's true, but I don't think he's started yeah. every game. Yeah, but especially in the last, in the last couple of ones, a games yeah, at least, yeah. he's he has... So it's, yeah. I would like to. I want to see Chilwell given a chance, but it's like, when do you? I mean, it's evident that Chilwell. I mean, in the times we have seen him recently, he's not been that great. But now there is Alonso. So at the end of the day, it's just. I don't want to see Alonso play against the pace of Man United, especially on that left hand side against probably Greenwood. I really don't want to see him against him. But what choice do we have? Chilwell is probably not that playing that great at the moment, or not in best of form. So. It's just luck of the draw. See if I would start your world though, but it'd probably be Alonso. No matter how many times we try and say Chilwell over Alonso, it doesn't speak it into existence. But yeah, it's a shame. And yeah, then think, James as well, right back. Right yeah, I'd back. like to see James and Chilwell get a start just just to see them have a chance as well. And as you said, Alonso has had pretty good run under Tuchel. Maybe even if we can get. Chilwell into that left wing back position and if he plays well then we basically have two good options on that side um, yeah, yeah. Uh, midfield I'm going to go with I think Kante for me has to start with Kovacic and then Mount what about you Mart? Um, yeah I think I'll also go with the same but um, Kovacic, Kante and Mount I will. I will. I don't want to keep continue uh, um, talking poorly about Jorginho, but man, I really don't trust him in that midfield. I prefer we use Kante over him all the time, but it seems like Tuchel likes him a lot. So I wouldn't be surprised if he starts next to um, Kovacic again. But yeah, I hope we go with Kante and Kovacic and then mount ahead of them, in front of them. Interesting. I mean, I would probably give, I'd be looking to give rest and also the fact that, I mean, I'm, I'm a big, I'm an advocate for Jorginho, but I would still, uh, I wouldn't play him against Man United. I would go with Kovacic and Kante, 
Kante, when he came on against Atletico, looked really good. I thought, like he, he did, he had some really, he made all the right decisions. And I, I yeah, I really want to see him start against Man United, and Kovacic as well too. But then for the third one, I would be tempted to just rest Mount a bit and maybe, I mean, we have Liverpool on Thursday. I would start him Mount absolutely against Liverpool on Thursday. But I would also, I mean, Havertz looked quite good when he came on um, against Atletico and Ziyech did too. So I would be tempted instead to go essentially Ziyech right wing. Oh, actually, uh, this is kind of skipping it, but because I'm not really going with a third Go midfielder. I'm going Go with like a... So, essentially, Ziyech right wing, or it could be number 10, it depends. But Ziyech, Havertz and Werner, just to give Mount and um, save Giroud for Liverpool, I think. Well, that depends, really. It depends if Giroud is going to get a start. But I would play Ziyech and Havertz just to give Mount a rest. Yeah. Um, I think... I think- I, I I do see Mount starting only because I think if he does play on a Sunday, it, he should have enough time to recover for Thursday. And it, it is quite risky, I will say this, because we've got Liverpool, we've got Everton, Leeds, Atletico, and then a, a few other teams coming up. So it is risky. And I think Tuchel might use Mount for the Premier League games a lot more because of the fact that he can't play in um, the Atletico fixtures. But I think that will probably be for the Leeds game. Um, and yeah, so maybe Mount. But yeah, again, I, I, would, I would actually kind of want to see Kai Havers also get a start or even come off the bench and get a good performance so that he can kind of get uh, get prepped for Atletico. Um and then I think front two, Mart, who would that be for you? Yeah, I think we have to go with Giroud and Werner. Because um, even though Tommy hasn't, has, Tommy hasn't really been bad per se, but like I, I think with this new system, like I said in the, be- in the, in the beginning, uh, we, need, we need a striker who would, even though, even though he doesn't get enough service, he can still make chances for himself and Tommy can do that as well but uh, I see Giroud doing that more than Tommy because I, I think there were people asking questions yesterday that um, what if Tommy or Werner was, were, were in the position that um, um, Giroud was in yesterday what would they do in that position would they take the ball down and shoot or what would they do because we we, we rarely we, we rarely see any form of bicycle kick from any strikers and Giroud is somebody who has been scoring a lot like that, so he takes chances and chances that comes his way, and I think that will be needed against Manchester United. So, yeah, I'll go with Giroud over Tammy for on this one, but probably live, against Liverpool, bring Tammy in by all means. Yeah, I think I'll I'll I'll, I'll give Giroud the start because of that goal, and then I'll have to see. Um, it'll have to be either one of Werner or Tammy for me. Um, up top, Alex. Sorry, I didn't catch that. Your your front two? Oh, no, did you say that? Oh, I already and said. Yeah, I w- I already said I would go uh, Ziyech, Havertz, and Werner. I think need the pace, and I thought I was quite impressed with Havertz um, when he came on. Same with Ziyech. So I would I would give them a chance at least just to make sure that Mount is absolute fresh for Liverpool, but and also to give the guys who played well a chance. Yeah, 
that, that's the team for my United. If uh, if you guys want to see a more personalized version, then head over to our social media pages because we usually post them about two hours or two hours before a game. Um, you comment below what you think the lineup would be like. Um, score predictions. We'll add them on our social media pages and. Anything else you guys want to add on to this game, uh, to the podcast? Just, uh, I'm part of the AC Hive. That's all I have to say now. Just, that's all. <laughs> and yeah, nothing really to add. Just uh, it's going to be a really tough couple of weeks for Chelsea, and it's it's quite it's, it's a massive test for Tuchel. If he can come out with some wins and some draws, I'd be quite happy. Let's actually do this. Let's let's okay. Something that I did on Twitter the other day. Um, we've got Man United next, Liverpool, Everton, and then Leeds. That's four games, possible 12. How many do you see us getting from that 12? Is this, in, wait, is this including Atletico or just no, up so, to Atletico? So, so it, it just a Premier League. So we've got Man United, Liverpool, Everton, and Leeds. Those are the next four games. I would be happy with nine but realistically, I think it'll probably be five or six. If we come out with nine, that would be amazing. Like really, really happy. I think. But actually, no. Twelve would be really, really happy. Nine would be content, and then if we got like between three and five. It would be quite yeah expected. But yeah, I'm, I'm just thinking about maybe two wins and two draws, or three wins and one draw. I think that would be that would be ideal if we're able to get that. I think. Think I'll be okay with that, and yeah, um, yeah, I, I, like I was, I was saying that I'll prefer to go with three, with three um, 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 wins and then one draw. I don't know where the draw will come from, but if we're able to get three wins out of that four, I think um, um, everybody will be happy with Tuko. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get ahead of myself probably, and I'm gonna shoot myself for saying this at the end of this these four games, but I. Feel like we might be able to get 12 out of 12 points from this um a win against man united a wins against liverpool and i i can say we're, we're gonna get 12 out of 12 so i feel like it's just a recurring theme the other day on the live stream i said we're gonna win the champions league because i read this stat where <laughs> the last time we won an away fixture in the champions league we ended up winning the champions league and every time we've won in a way when we've we've um what was it yeah, sorry. When we have scored first in a fixture, we won the Champions League in the round of 16, some of that. So, based off that, we're winning the Champions League this season. We're getting 12 out of 12 points in the next four games. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, but if you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you can follow our other channel and you can watch the live watch alongs there. I think it, it was quite a funny... Um, Quite a funny reaction to the Giroud goal. I don't know if you guys saw it on TikTok. We posted it there, um, and even on Twitter. But it was quite a, quite a funny reaction because we all celebrated, and then as soon as we and then Amaya was, I think, a second ahead of us, or like 20, 10 seconds ahead of us, and he so he's like, "Oh, offside, offside!" And, and we all just sat there like, "What's happening?" So it was quite a funny. Yeah, I watched it. I watched it. I watched it on YouTube after the game. I watched the. I I watched. I think part of the, um, the live stream. I just, I just wanted to see you guys your reactions to 
that long wait that we had to endure. <laughs> no, because I think what happened is because it was 3 a.m. In, in India and Amaya was half asleep, 7 a.m. <laughs> in Australia, so Matthew was half asleep. It was 1 a.m. here, so all three of us were half asleep. And we were almost saying how bad it would be if it ends up as a nil-nil where we sit here for three hours just to see the ball being passed around. And luckily that Giroud goal <laughs> after that, all three of us were on the edge of our seats for the rest of the 10, 20 minutes. And yeah, it was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, but yeah, I think that's all for tonight's episode, guys. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Depending on what platform you're on, make sure to subscribe, leave a like rating, add it to your playlist. It does mean a lot. Thank you for the support actually on the last few episodes. It's been an incredible run so far. Um, we've, we've almost gotten 2.5,000, no, not 2.5,000, 1.5,000 views in the last five episodes, which is incredible to see. Um, but just a request from everyone watching this, make sure to subscribe when you're here. It means a lot to us because 75% of our viewers come from non-subscribed people. Um, so it would mean a lot if you could subscribe and make sure to check out our website and other social media pages for more updates and that's all from tonight and we'll see you next time.